Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 133 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline where we're joined by our Oilers Now headliner. For Wilhock Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I told you today I would get you the most popular Quebec politician ever on Oilers Now. I don't even know if he's in politics anymore. Wasn't he once a member of the Green Party? We welcome back to the show uh, the former heavyweight champion of the National Hockey League, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality. We welcome back. George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? It's been a while, Bob. How's everything on your side? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, your old Green Party didn't exactly uh, smoke it last night, did they? Well, you know, you know, it goes like uh, it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to take a long time for the Green Party to be big because even the the chef now she's not. Uh, you know, not everybody uh, I think is respecting her. It's tough. It's not Elizabeth May. She has a tough road ahead of her. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done. And, uh, you know, I voted green. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of it to, to say it. And, uh, but I know in Quebec it was uh, mostly, you know, the big battle was uh, liberal and uh, conservative. And, uh, yeah. And the, block, and the block in yeah. Quebec as well. Yeah, but the block is small. But, again, a lot of people were, were upset about, you know, this election uh, during COVID. Uh, that, that, that you know that that Trudeau put on and for nothing because he said he was going to get a majority and now you know people are looking at why wasting so much money when so many people need money right well George uh, we opened the show up with uh, the song right back where we started from by Max oh, by Maxi <laughs> Nightingale which is a, a great disco song if there's ever such thing from the uh, late 70s it was in the hockey movie Slapshot and the latest tabulations we had the Liberals in 2019 had 157 seats they're at 158 the Conservatives in 2019 had 121 they're at 119 though there's an Edmonton uh, riding that's like 100 votes apart and the Conservatives could unlikely to, to win that but they could come back and win that and the Bloc had 32 in the last election 34 like the numbers are almost identical so uh, you know it, it is what it is and I'm, I'm having fun because you're not are you you are no longer currently you're not running or anything like that as a member of the Green Party no anymore. no no, no. I, I told you, when I ran, I actually didn't want to run. Elizabeth May asked you to run. I said no. And then she announced that I was running in the riding in Barassa. And I was like, well, then I had no choice. So, no. I, you know, How many I, votes did I, you get when you ran? Uh, I had to actually step down. Because what happened just before uh, the, there was actually the vote, uh, I had a, me and my partner, my former partner, we were, uh, we, we were suing each other because of, I own a synthetic ice company. Uh, ice oh. company. And because we're suing each other, Elizabeth May was attacking all politicians that when they were suing each other, that, that she was saying that you guys should clean up your party before they go. Oh. And because I was suing me and my partner, 
I had to step down until the judgment was done. So because she was attacking other politician that way. So just before the voting, I had to step out. And because I stepped out and the guy that took my place, he got like, I think, 50 votes. <laughs> it was not good, man. So I did door to door for six months, knocking on door, until Elizabeth May told me, George, I'm sorry, but because I'm, uh, this is an argument that I'm using in debate, you have to do it when your your case is done. And then, and I won it, but only years after. So, and then I wouldn't be able to run after for them. But after all this, what happened? The fact that I didn't want to run before, and I did, and I was a deputy leader for years. I was like, you know what? I did enough for the party, and I'm not uh, going in there again. George, were you just in Drayton Valley? Uh, uh, yeah, I was in Ca- Saturday. I was playing hockey in Castor, Alberta. Yeah, uh, drove from Edmonton to go there. And on uh, Sunday, yes, I was in Drayton Valley. And actually, you know what, Bob? Uh, quick story. If you guys go to Castor, Alberta, make sure that you have those ultrasound or something for the deers. Because on my way back, I almost hit two deers on my, on my way back from Castor, Alberta. And my son was in the car with a friend of his. My heart was beeping, Bob, like I couldn't believe it. Right on the road, we came back at night, and you know how they they, they run right across the highway. They're attracted, to, George. They're attracted to the light, right? Yeah, no, I know. I, I was so scared though because two, I saw two, I saw one skunk and two deers that crossed right in front of me. All those so, years so I worked today, up, I worked so up Bob north. Today, yep. So Bob, today you, you could have had a different show, man. If I hit one, oh, because you would have been devastated. By the way, do you know who the best hockey player is out of Castor, Alberta? That I that I can think you of. Have Shane Doan, Shane Doan, the pride, the pride of Castor, Shane Doan, and Darcy Tucker. I was gonna say Darcy Tucker. I is, I thought Shane Doan was from Halkirk. And no, no, he's from there too. Hey, you, tell me, l- listen, they're proud of those two guys. So when I got there, they told me the whole pedigree of it and stuff. So they're pretty proud of it because there's there's one road in that city, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty. But, but you know, it was neat to see all those people that don't always have a chance to meet many, uh, you know, many NHL players. And the fact that we had nine alumni, like five Oilers, and actually ten, five Oilers, five Flames alumni, and we played against one another. Who was, was all there? Awesome. We had it. Uh, in, in the other side, Christian Nevsky was there, Brian Muir was there, Chris Joseph was there. Great guy. And, uh, yeah, great guy. And on the other side, uh, uh, Dana Merzen, Jimmy McCown, um, uh, Curtis Glenn Cross, uh, Mason Raymond. No, it was awesome. Great guys that were there, and we had fun. Yeah, Jamie McCown in the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament that we did in Red Deer, uh, the two-day event in early August, Jamie McCowan and Kevin Lowe, we're telling stories uh, about the good old days, uh, and it was fun. Like in front of like 400 people at the event, it was super. So well done. Yeah, uh, what, but, but, what was yeah, it? Hey, George, what was the char- what was the charity that was involved in this? Well, the uh, charity for the the first one uh, in Castor, it was for uh, uh, raising money for for the for the sports in Castor for the okay. you know, for to get kids active, and the next one in. Um, the next one in the Drayton Valley, it was to raise money for education. There's a, there's a kind of a immigration house in Drayton Valley that are giving free tuition for people that come in and stuff to study, and it was for that. So it was still great cause. And just like you're talking about stories, there's always a hot stove after the dinner that yes. we do with those two communities. And then all of us, we were all like uh, talking about different stories and stuff, making people laugh and having fun with them and stuff. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. And, and I love going to those different communities because, you know, I'm also a public speaker. So I often even go there on my own and then do talk to people. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All that stuff, and, and I love doing it. You know how much I love to talk, so it was just <laughs> awesome and stuff, and, uh, and uh, you know, and picking on guys, and with guys picking up on me because obviously the role that I had. Yeah. And, uh, it was, and you know what? Uh, credit to you, Bob. A lot of people were telling me about uh, how they love listening, me, listening to me on, uh, on your show. A lot of people say they never miss a Thursday when we're on together, and they love how well, we'll be, we're we'll, having fun and how we're laughing. We'll, we'll be picking up. We'll be picking up the Thursdays here in October when we get back to our regular rotation. George Larock, Edmonton sporting icon, the former heavyweight champion of the National Hockey League. By the way, George, uh, somebody sent me. There's a there's a local kid. He's from near Westlock. He's a tough guy in the Western League. His name is Cade McNally, and he got in a fight with Primo's kid. And the fight was over, and McNally clocked him as the fight was over. And that, and I, I, some, you know what, 18, I think he's 19. That happens once in a while when you're, did anybody ever, well, I know Donald Brashear one time, you, you let him, he was down, and you kind of were like, all right, it's over, and he came up and kind of suckered you a bit. Did anybody else pull that stunt on you when you played? No, it only happened to me once. And actually, you know, it's funny that you, you're bringing that up because you remember how you used to criticize how when I was fighting, I was too honorable. You were too honorable because, because sometimes I, a guy will take advantage of that. Yeah, I know, but Bob, I don't care. If they did, that's fine. But you know, but listen to this, Bob. If I kill somebody I know. because they're down and I hit him one more hit when it's already over, I have to live with this the rest of my life. You're a good guy, George. Yes, Dresser did that to me, you're right. But it's okay, I didn't do it. I know that everybody that I fought, I respected them. And to me, when the guy was down, the fight was down. But I know that you and I, you and Robin sometimes, and I, there's an even an article saying that, you know, uh, punch first and talk after. Like there's an article that came out uh, in the journal once because you guys were like, you should be mean enough, like, you know, having brisher attitude and, and, and oh, because I, I was tough enough to be like that. And you were often, Bob, you were talking to me about back in the old days, guys were like that, right? Yeah. But me, you knew that. You You're know, a good guy, was, George. Like, I was tough, but I was, I was not a mean guy. Like, I couldn't be a mean guy. Like, I did it because it was my job, not because I liked it. So that mean streak, I didn't have it in me doing it. And it's remarkable how good I was at doing it when I didn't have that mean streak because a lot of people were surprised, like, when they met me, the fact that I was even a fighter because I never liked it. But I had to do whatever I had you know to who, do you know in who, the NHL. You know who finished guys off once in a while? Dave Brown. Ooh. Like, he finished oh, Cam. No <laughs> he was a <laughs> Is that the only guy you were ever a little bit nervous about, George? Dave Brown? No, I was nervous. To, listen, I was nervous in front of Brashear, in front of Bugard, in front of, of in front of Domi, in front of, 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 of Stu Grimson, in front of Jim McKenzie, in front of Tony Twist. Man, Tony Twist, I was sitting in a bench. Ronnie Lowe was the coach there. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm hoping, like I'm looking in a warm-up, Kelly Chase and Tony Twist are on the red line, like stretching, facing each other, and I'm alone in the oldest lineup. I'm like, 
oh man, God, please make Tony Twist and I play just Chase so I could fight Chase, not Tony Twist. I was actually praying in a warm up, please, please, they don't need those two guys to play. I'm alone in the Oilers. And then I look at the lineup and adjust it before the game. Damn, they're both playing. And I'm like, well, okay, I can't go with Chaser because it's going to look too obvious and I'm afraid of Tony Twist. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'm going to fight with Tony Twist. I have no choice. So I'm sitting in a bench and I tap, uh, and then when they put Tony Twist out there, because we had the second chance with Edmonton, I said, okay, Ronnie, put me out there. I give it a tap and run low. Mother looks at me with a smile. He said, are you sure, kid? I was like, man, even the coach think I don't stand a chance. I was, you know how nervous I was? He started laughing. So anyway, I go out there. I thought Tony Twist I did very, very good until he lost all his jersey because he wasn't tied down. And when he lost his jersey after that, like the fight was pretty much done. And then he got kicked out because of it. But yep. you know what? That's what I had to do, like fighting guys like this. So I was petrified of Tony Twist, of everyone, because when I was a rookie. But, uh, you know, it's tough, Bob, because the thought of like dying crosses your mind when you do this job and and you know what it's, it's insane i can't believe that i did this for so long and today i'm fine and i have no heel effect from all the fighting that i've done and i feel very very fortunate yeah but, well man, there's no question hey george very quickly i i know i've told you this before i was doing font court and stats in the st louis truck tony twist gets tossed out of the game okay takes his gear off of course, half his you know what was already off in the fight. Yeah, comes yeah. in and he's wearing a like he's wearing a muscle shirt. Comes in and sits, and I'm in the open like the, the open bench seat in the truck, and he and he comes into our truck because he knew the producer, and he goes, "That Larock guy is going to be the next heavyweight champ of the NHL. He is one." Really? Yes, you, you I told that? you the story like back in 2006 yes that's amazing yeah so he like he knew he said that guy's going to be the next heavyweight champ of the nhl he's one strong and i can't even use the word he used but uh it son of a gun that's just well you know what coming from him it's an honor because he was one of the toughest guy in the league for a long time and you know people strike fear listen he was so tough that listen to this bob in practice he couldn't skate right but In his own practice, when there was one-on-one drill, the D's would let him go. Because if they stopped him, <laughs> he would slap, he would whack him. So when there was Twister, everybody let him go in practice because that guy was tough and he was mean and you never knew what he was going to do. Oh, no, and he, Brownie, Brownie dusted, he got a lot better from when, when he came in with Quebec City than to when he went to St. Louis. Like, he really improved. As a yeah. fighter, but Dave Brown, you know, had that long left hand, and he could hurt you with it. All right, speaking of Quebec City, there's our segue, George, our transition. George Larocque joining us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. I think Quebec City can support an NHL team. I love the Battle of Quebec back in the day, back in the 80s. It was awesome to watch. Second best robbery in hockey. For as much as I get frustrated with politics in Quebec once in a while, I know what hockey means in Quebec. George, I think the uh, NHL could survive and thrive again in Quebec City. What about you? I'm not sure, and I'll tell you why. Uh, a while ago when Quebec wanted the team, the American dollar and Canadian dollar was pretty much par. And that was an advantage. But now that it's not, to spend a billion to get an NHL team, uh, because that's the price is going to be if you convert it in, 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 you know, in Canadian, right? And also you got to get an NHL team. And... Uh, I don't know if they can. 
uh, and it's a lot of money. I know that they, they're saying that they're still hoping, and it would be awesome. There's nothing more that I would love to see a team in Quebec and, and bring the rival back up. But I don't know if with everything that is going on, the economy and stuff and COVID, if CVA could afford to spend more than a billion to get a team. But again, I could be wrong because, you know, I don't know. It's tough to say. Maybe they're still in conversation that I don't know. I'd be surprised. But again, the rink is made. The rink is there. So they're ready. The infrastructure is there. So it's just to know if could the owner afford it or not. Uh, that's another question. But uh, yeah, obviously it's up to the league. It's up to what's going to happen. And I know that the league wants to extend the market more in the state than in Canada because that's where they have to open ground and make more money. But, you know, who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen? George, one final one for you. Jonathan Drouin, he left the team last year, and I I sort of perused through a story uh, that was uh, written by Eric Ingalls from Sportsnet. What, what, is Jonathan Drouin expected back this year at the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, Jonathan Drouin now is back at skating, and he did a, he did coming out a couple of days ago, and he talked about for years he's having, he, had a, he had to battle with anxiety and, and insomnia. And uh, last year, two weeks before the playoff, he had to leave because he had no more energy to play the game because, of, you know, he, he had no more energy. He was too sick, too much anxiety, too, and he didn't sleep enough. So, And then he said he had no more fun playing hockey, so he left. And, and you know, you know how hard it must have been for him to see his team going to the Stanley Cup final. But he stayed close to the team. He talked to his teammates all the time. And, and now he talked about uh, the reason uh, why he had to go. And, and now he said he solved those problems. He was hoping to stay in Montreal. And he's excited to be back. And, uh, yeah, he's skating right now. I'm hearing he's in great shape. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be ready to start the season. And hopefully he can play a full year healthy and he can contribute. Hopefully he could replace the points Tapar was bringing to the team. Hopefully he could have a 50-point season playing with Dvorak and Anderson in the second line since the first is going to be Toffoli, Caulfield, and, uh, and Suzuki. So, yeah, people are pretty exciting, and he's going to get a standing ovation the first game. Now it's just a matter of production now. So whatever happened to him now is in the past, and now going forward, you just have to deliver because he's still making 5.5 this year. All right. Uh, so Gallagher's on the third line? Uh, that's what I would think, yeah. I, I would think that, you know, Gallagher would be in the third line, um, and uh, Caulfield in the first. But again, I could be wrong because Gallagher, again, is a guy that's been scoring 30 goals a year. But I don't see Caulfield playing in my third line, which is a chicken roll, right? He's such an offensive threat. And the chemistry between him and Suzuki was amazing. And so that's why I would see more Gallagher in uh, playing in the third line and maybe second line power play. George, uh, lots of positive response today from the listeners on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now. Anytime, my friend. Our favorite former politician out of the province of Quebec, Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock. His appearance brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Royal Pizza. Pizza Pass is so much more Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation of Royal Pizza is... The Mediterranean chicken. I had the Texan last night. It was very good. This day in Oilers history brought to you all year long by New West Travel. Again, we'll have some information um, 
travel permitting down the road on a couple potential Oilers roadies. Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. What do you got, Brendan Escott? In 1955, former Oiler and the first Finnish-born NHLer, Matty Hagman, is born in Helsinki. He was with Edmonton for two seasons from 1980 through 82. He scored 112 points in 147 games before returning to his hometown team in the, the Finnish Liga to finish his playing career. Hagman had 53 and 59-point seasons with the Oilers, including four goals and five points in nine games in the Oilers' uh, playoff run back in 80-81. That's when they knocked off the Habs in three and lost to the Islanders in six. Unfortunately, we lost Matty Hagman in October of 2016. Reed Wilkins tonight. Uh, for all your listeners, just a heads up right now in Inside Sports, Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett will join Reed at 6.05. Tomorrow, we'll have Oilers general manager and president of hockey operations Ken Holland Um John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, and David Staples, cult of hockey and provincial affairs writer for Post Media. Today is a big day with several uh, cabinet shuffles taking place in the province of Alberta. Keep your uh, ears on 6.30, Chad, throughout the course of the afternoon. Rob Breckenridge today from 2 to 3. Jay Lynn and I with 6.30, Chad, afternoons, Monday through Friday from 3 until 6. And Jay Lynn will have all of the live coverage. Jason Kenny, the uh, premier, he's doing double duty today. Uh, cabinet shuffle at 3.30. And... Uh, COVID update uh, later on during the course of the day. Not sure at what point they're officially going to call Edmonton City Center, which I think was about 150 uh, uh, votes apart between Randy Bossigny of the Liberals and James Cummings of the Conservatives as well. Thank you to everybody for listening to today's wide-ranging conversation on uh, Oilers Now. Uh, it's great having Speck and George LaRock on the show. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.